Hey ladies, Shanice here. Courtney here. And welcome to the Momentum Podcast. So today, ladies, we're going to be talking about generational differences and how you raise your kids. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Look, kind of of a heavy topic. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it definitely can get a little deep. So we're looking forward to sharing with you all. Um, And yeah, so I guess we'll get started. How are you feeling today, Courtney? I'm feeling good. I got up and got a walk in this morning, so okay, exercise. <laughs> <laughs> so just trying to like set my mood for today, but um, yeah, today's good. How about you? I'm good. I cleaned my house, which is like my mental therapy. Right. Um, so I'm in a good mood because both levels of my house are clean for once, which mm-hmm. doesn't ever happen. So <laughs> yeah, I feel I'm really that. happy about that. Okay, so let's just jump right on in. Um, I guess we can start by just talking about what our biggest struggle were was when we um, first became moms. Um, you want to start? Yeah, I'll start. Okay. <laughs> so um, I would say my biggest struggle was I I want to say accepting help or like mm-hmm. um, like asking people for anything or just expecting people to help or. Um, wanted to appear as if I needed help. Right. <laughs> um, just kind of like, I'm a strong woman. My mom was strong. I got this. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's in my genetics. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and then that quickly um, leaves <laughs> once you've been a mom trying to do that and hold that persona. Definitely for help sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think just being a young mom, period, or just a new mom is definitely a challenge. So, that was my biggest struggle. It's just like, okay, Courtney, being able to, no matter what the help was, if it even if it was just like me having a 30-minute break or me just um, being able to get a nap or mm-hmm. me being able to just talk to somebody, like just having that person there to listen. Um, I think I still struggle with that. Yeah. I mean, it's better, but yeah. no, I, I think that's mm-hmm. a constant struggle because like you said, you don't want to seem like you're weak or mm-hmm. like, you're not capable of taking care of your own kids, mm-hmm. um, but everybody needs help. Yeah, yeah. So it's <laughs> okay. Help. So I think. What about you? Um, I would say. I think my biggest struggle was realizing that I don't have all the answers. Mm-hmm. Like when I was pregnant, you know, I had a plan, or like in my mind, I was like, I'm going to be this type of parent, this type of mom, and then. You know, then you have your baby and reality hits and things don't always go as planned or, you know, you get unexpected things happen. So I think for me, it was a big adjustment with learning how to go with the flow with raising my kid because I was so used to this is how I am. Right. This is my plan. This is what I do and don't like. And Mm -hmm. The kids don't care about They that. don't care. Like, becoming a mom is a whole new journey. Like, yeah. it, even if you read books and everything else, mm-hmm. nothing really prepares you for it. Like, you just have to kind of take it in, in stride as it comes. Um, so I think that was probably my biggest struggle was adjusting, learning to go with the flow, um, mm-hmm. realizing that things don't always go as planned. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's okay. Right. You know, I had to come to terms with... It's all right if you don't have the answer because I always felt like 
well, my mom did this and she just automatically knew. But, you know, looking back and as we talk now, she's like, I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just did what I was, you know, what I saw, what I knew. I, I didn't know. I, I had to learn as I went as well. So yeah. um, I think realizing that and then moving forward, that was a, a, a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess who would you say was like your biggest influence in becoming mm-hmm. a mom? Um, I think I would have to say my mom. Like, I try to take the good and the bad away from, you know, the things that I liked about, you know, her parenting. And um, and I, I guess I could say my dad, too, just about the, the whole household in the general, I guess. Like, the, the fix that came from it. So, my mom was, she was, they were in separated. So, she was acting as a single mom, even though my dad was in and out of jail. So, it's like, mm-hmm. he was there sometime. He wasn't there. When he was there, he didn't do his part. So, of course, that made it seem like she was more of a single mom. Mm-hmm. So, of course, we all know how single moms are like, they're pulled in every direction. They may not take the needed time that they have for their kids, especially if they have more than one kid. Mm-hmm. And just being able to kind of balance it all when they don't have the proper support. So I think it's a lot. Um, right, <laughs> it's a lot when you do have help. Right. <laughs> so, right. So I think she influenced me. Just like I admired her strength, like to be able to do all of that and still like keep a, a smile on her face mm-hmm. and continue to maintain her jobs, continue to like provide for us and not let never let us see, you know, those weak sides of her. But at the same time, I see how that kind of impacted my childhood because when I became a mom it's like you know where do I fit am I supposed to be that loving caring mom or am I supposed to be the strong this is how it is you know Mm -hmm. get through it mom so yeah um yeah (laughs) and you have how many siblings do you have five wow okay yeah so um so but we're so spread out so it really feels me and my younger sister are a year apart and okay. then I have an older brother that's 20 years older than me oh, wow. and then I'm two sisters that are between that that are like 30 and older okay so okay yeah I think for me I would say my biggest influence probably was my mom as well mm-hmm. um and my aunt so <laughs> in my family my aunt is kind of like my second mom so okay. like because she's older than my mom and growing up I would literally have to call her for permission which I don't know why it was that way but you know it could be like I want to get a second piercing in my ear you Mm -hmm. know and my mom would be like call your aunt see what she says you know because my aunt has like really conservative views about things so you know she'd be like call your aunt and I'm like what you're my mom like just say yes or no and she's like no just call your aunt and so like whatever my aunt said She's like, okay, well, she said, yeah, I'm I'm surprised she said, yeah, but yeah, go ahead and do it. Like, you know, so I would have to say between my mom and my aunt, um, directly and like adjusting to raising a kid of my own, it Mm -hmm. would probably be my mom. Mm -hmm. Um, And like you said, I try to take the good and the bad. So I look at what I felt was beneficial Mm -hmm. in her, which were her practices when she was raising me and then like what I felt was not beneficial Um, I try to take that into consideration. I feel like when we're younger, we're always like, I'm never going to do this with my kid, you know. And as I'm getting older, like some things I realize that I said I would never do, I find myself doing because I'm like, oh, this does actually make perfect sense. Why? (laughs) But then, you know, some things is like, yeah, I I still wouldn't adapt that to, you know, how I raise my child. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would have to say, yeah, those two. My aunt, she's a little bit harder than my mom is. So, mm-hmm. 
you know, she's the one that'll call you and be like, you shouldn't do this. This is completely wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas my mom will be like, well, I just think, you know, mm-hmm. and she'll try to ease her opinion on you. Mm-hmm. But definitely those two. Um, my parents, they've been married for 20, I'll be 28 this year. They've been married for 28 years. Wow. Um, so, yeah, my mom was pregnant with me when they got married. So, yeah. uh, you know, I had a two-parent household. Mm-hmm. So, you know, definitely, I, I would say that definitely played a role also in, like, what I took away from seeing them to mm-hmm. interact and raise me. I have two brothers, um, one younger, one older. Mm-hmm. I'm the only girl, and I'm the smartest, so <laughs> obviously I'm the yeah. oldest. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I'm the only girl, so yeah. I I do kind of take on that motherly role as well. So I think that definitely it, it has definitely played a part in, like, how I raised my daughter and, like, what I do and don't expose her to, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's amazing how, like, growing up, you didn't see, like, how that, you know, how much, you don't think ahead of, like, oh, this is, you think, like, oh, I wouldn't do this, or I'm going to be better than this person, or, you know, like, I'm going to do my life this way, or when I grow up, I'm going to move away, or whatever, but you don't really think it's how, I guess, unconsciously those behaviors uh-huh. or tendencies can creep in rather it be with through you or like just you know dire- not directly impacting your kids but something your kids may do that may trigger something right. that happened in your childhood yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly like it's important to also like realize that not all children are the same yeah. like I feel like okay I'm just gonna say I feel like the older generation they just feel like you're supposed to raise with strict rules and all kids are the same. And if you mm-hmm. don't raise them this way, they're going to turn out like this. And I just, I'm totally against that. Like, I'm mm-hmm. totally against the, you know, everything needs to be met with punishment, you know, mm-hmm. or I just think that you have to kind of know your child and every child is different. And I think children, and I feel like we're evolving, like over time, we're learning that children are little people, they're little humans, and they have feelings and they have opinions about stuff. I mean, Zori's too, but she's already very opinionated about things. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, okay, I see. (laughs) I see what I'm gonna go through in a couple years. But, (laughs) you know, I think it's important to realize that I don't think that the older generation always considered that like mm-hmm. I can remember like my mom just not listening to me like mm-hmm. not hearing me out and she's just like no this is how you do things and you know I'm not accepting this and you're not going to mm-hmm. do this and if you do it I'm going to punish you and just thinking about thinking back like that was not good that yeah. was that was so toxic like mm-hmm. you know you you took away my space to be myself, you know, mm-hmm. or to share and give you my opinion or to even just sit down and talk to me. Why do you feel that way? Right. You know, why can't I do this? Or why don't you, why do you want to do this? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Why do you want me to do this? Like to explain the consequences and the effects to me. Cause I don't, I'm a child. I don't know. I just, you say do as I'm told, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, so against that. Like mm-hmm. I, I believe in discipline. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but I just think that you have to leave room there for you to hear your child out. Definitely. Know? I agree. Um, I, I think I lean more towards that with my kids. Um, I don't think... Now, everyone said, like, if you meet my mom, everyone is going to say she's the sweetest. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and she... And honestly, if I'm not even flexing, my mom is really like a genuine sweet person. Like, she'll do anything. But she was, like, so 
focused on working that she didn't really take the time to like sit down and have conversations yep. or mm-hmm. sit and it wasn't that she I don't think she even consciously knew that she was doing it it was just like I'm gonna work 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 just to make sure I can provide if nothing else they have food and clothes so yep. it was kind of like where she didn't focus on the emotion so to this day like when maybe she'll call me something about going on with my younger sister she can't understand the emotional piece mm-hmm. to it because to her You've had a good life, you know. I've right. you've always had your mom. You, I work, you know. You, you I never gave had you everything you, you needed. Yeah, you never went without. But it's like, but did you meet my emotional needs? Right. And so I think a lot of parents back then, because mental health wasn't like a big deal, mm-hmm. and like you said, it, it they used the, it takes a village to raise a kid, but it, it wasn't like making sure that the village was taking every piece into account. Exactly. It was just making sure if you see my kid doing something wrong, you get it. Right, them. exactly. You know? Just make sure they're not cutting up. And if yeah. they are, you better tell me because they're going to get it when they get home too. Yeah. Like, yeah, I definitely grew up in that generation. Yeah. Like Anybody will correct you and don't let your mother find yeah. out because it's going to be ugly. Yeah, um, I think, and I, I think we have to be mindful of that. And I don't, I just feel like that wasn't, that wasn't a focus back right. then, you know, like back then it was, you know, I got to provide, we got to make it. I need to give you the best opportunities that I can possibly find you. And not mm-hmm. saying that we don't still think the same way now, because mm-hmm. I mean, I still feel the same way, mm-hmm. but I think just realizing that there's more to it. Like, it's not enough to just give me my basic needs, you know, yeah. like you got to like foster that oh mental health and and then you got a personality yeah exactly and every child is different like i think Mm -hmm. you have to figure out what your child's love language is Mm -hmm. like some children are more clingy than other children some children need more words of encouragement some children need more affection like Mm -hmm. i think every child is different and i laugh because like zori is like super affectionate like she is always on me always touching me like always Mm -hmm. hugging me and kissing me and of course I love it and I I pray that like we keep that relationship going as she gets older because you still need that even in adulthood but I just laugh because I always used to push like my mom was affectionate but because I felt like sometimes she didn't give me the other stuff I needed I pushed her away a lot like I'd be like all right mom like I'll see you later I don't need a hug and kiss you I'll see you later and I laugh because Zori is super clingy like before she leaves she has to give me a hug and kiss like and so I think like realizing that there were some pieces missing when I was when my mom was raising me and so trying to like make sure that I don't overlook those things with my child like It's just a blessing and a curse. Yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like then you get that anxiety of, am I doing it right? Like, That's what I was just going to say. Am I doing enough? Because <laughs> like, then you become so aware of like all the, the puzzles, to yep. this, you know, the pieces to this puzzle. So it's kind of like you don't want to be the reason something doesn't go right. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. So, yeah, it definitely can create a lot of anxiety about what, you know, if there's enough or what's, what you're not doing enough of. Um. So how would you say, I guess we kind of already answered that, how our childhood has affected the parent we are today. Yeah. Um, yeah, we kind of already answered. I would say it. I've become more mindful. That's mm-hmm. been my biggest thing is mm-hmm. being mindful of how things affect her. Like, mm-hmm. 
I when I first had her, I had the same like you. I was like, I don't need help. I can. I gotta do this. Mm-hmm. I have to do this. I have to do everything. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's a misconception. Like you can't do everything on your own. You need help. You need breaks. Like mm-hmm. you need a support system. Um, and I'm so blessed because I, you know, like I feel like I do have a a good support system. I have a couple people in my corner who I really trust, and I know that they have my best interest and my child's best interest at heart. Mm-hmm. And I be I feel for people who don't have that, you know, because not everybody has that. But mm-hmm. I think it's important to um, recognize who is actually beneficial and who is toxic. Right. You know? um, um, like to this day, will ask me questions like, where did she go wrong with? my younger sister which we're only like a year and like three months apart but why why are we so different like i'm very independent i'm going you know like try to make it happen however it happened i'm gonna mm-hmm. make it happen and like my my sister is struggling more than i am right now and so she just wants she asked me like where did i go wrong like i gave y'all both the same thing y'all both were raised in the same household y'all both seen the same stuff like what what is different why does she and that see that goes back to like not all children are the same yes. you know it, it, every child might need something different their mm-hmm. love language might be different mm-hmm. um my sister got more whoopings than i do and i tell my she don't like to say it but my sister used to get whoopings for everything and like I mean, she used to do stuff, but it, it, it was, I don't feel like everything was a whooping worthy thing. Right, you know what right. I mean? And so I feel like, I don't know, I just feel like you said every kid needs something different. Like, I feel like she needed more, maybe the nurturing. Like, I feel like I needed it too, but I was a type where even if I didn't get it, I had enough willpower to, to right. make it. Whereas some people... Yep. If they don't get it, it's the end of the world. Yeah. They don't. They can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. You know what I mean? They kind of think about it. And I mean, I imagine that that's hard to recognize in the moment. It is. I but think. I think if you also are already mindful of it, it's, it makes it maybe mm-hmm. a little bit easier. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, there was a difference between my younger brother and I. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times I felt like my mom treated him different than she treated me. Mm-hmm. And she would always say, like, Shanice, you can handle yourself. And I would, you know... I get that, and I did. You know, I like you. I had enough willpower and common sense, and okay, you know, she always like you. You're a big girl. You can handle yourself. You can deal with da da da. Your brother is different, and I would be like, but I still need the same emotional support that you're giving him. You know, like there still was a gap there. Like, and then you know, she would always say, like when it came to materialistic things, you know, Shani's. I spent 200 on you and your brother, I only spent 20 on him. Why are you complaining? And I'd be like, because it's not about what you bought me. Yeah. Like, it's about the time and you having those conversations and giving me that little extra emotional time. Like, mm-hmm. and she, you know, I, now that I'm older, like, I just, I under, I'm a little bit more understanding, you know, I'm not as upset before. A long time I was upset with her about mm-hmm. it. I was so upset. And, we did have a relationship because I saw the difference. And mm-hmm. I was just like, why do you treat him this way but not me? Like, you let him get away with this, but you wouldn't dare let me get away with that. Mm-hmm. And she would just always say, Chinese, you're different. You, you can handle yourself. And I, you, mm-hmm. we got to be sure that we don't use that as an excuse mm-hmm. to not really explore what your child is feeling in that moment. Mm-hmm. Like, really understand why why am I saying I see a difference you know why do I feel that way am I being jealous or is there really a difference there you know and I think it goes back to and this is just me thinking like right off the top like sometimes as mom like that generation of moms because they were so used to being the strong woman or they think they thought that you know I guess another 
like as a woman you can handle it was kind of yeah. instilling you to be that strong black yep. woman you don't need xyz yeah you, you can figure it out mm-hmm. it was kind of being instilled subconsciously they weren't you know what I, mean? I definitely agree I, I can definitely see that and that's like why and i said i feel you like explode because it's like shit, exactly, exactly. Like, why do i have to keep because of somebody else's struggles why do mm-hmm. i have to be strong and it makes you question if what you feel is valid mm-hmm. like i i feel like i need help i feel like i'm really depressed i feel in I just feel like the older generation has just been so instilled. And it's not their fault because no. that comes from a number before. of different things yeah. like before. But, you know, I think it's like you said, it's just ingrained. You're a strong woman. You handle this. These are your kids. You do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. And I hate that whole stigma. Like you had them. You raised them. Mm-hmm. Like everybody needs help. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. Everybody needs a break. Everybody needs an outlet. Everybody needs help. And sometimes you need therapy. Like. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you need stronger help than just, can you watch my kids for a couple hours? Right. Like, sometimes you really need therapy to work through those emotions that you're having. Mm-hmm. And I think we should normalize that. I'm just saying. Yeah, <laughs> so how do we actually practice being mindful? Because I don't speak for myself, but I feel like I struggle to balance everything. Yeah, I just try to be... You know, more connected. Like, I try to spend as much because I don't feel like I got that one on one time as a kid, or not even one on one time, but just parenting time. Like, it was basically me and my sisters all together 24 7. Mm-hmm. And so it was like my mom would work like long hours, like get off at midnight. And by that time, we're asleep. And then we go to school, we come home, she's already back at work. So it was kind of like we were together most of the time. And so, and on the weekend, she would work. So I think now I try to put time spent with my kids as a priority. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely agree. And I think because, like, for me, I've always said, like, like, I enjoy working, mm-hmm. but if I had a choice, I wouldn't work. Yeah. I would, like, really just focus on raising my child. Exactly. And, I mean, I know everybody, most people don't have that option. You yeah. know, you have to work. But I think it's important, like you said, to make that time. And mm-hmm. I think it's important to give your child that space to just be them. Like. Right. I try to sometimes, like, just, okay, let me put my phone away. Zori, what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. You know, okay, let's play with the puzzle, you know, and just let her be herself, mm-hmm. you know, and not, I feel like sometimes we create expectations in our child based off of what we feel like we need to do. Mm-hmm. Like, ooh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm going to uncover some stuff here. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like, I know me growing up, I always just felt like I have to do this right, like, I have to be perfect at this. I have to do this right. And sometimes I didn't even allow myself enough space to be creative or, you know, just really mm-hmm. be who I am because I was so busy. Like, I got to do this. My mom said do this. I got to do this. I got to mm-hmm. act this way or this is how I have to respond to this situation. And I think it's important to make your kids feel comfortable where they can figure it out on their own, but they know that you have their back also, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, you you said something really deep right there. And that, that's like for real. That that's like the root of it because a lot of times, um, yeah, like I just didn't. I I didn't talk to my mom about the stuff. Even like if she did give us like a couple time here and there, it was mm-hmm. because like, girl, you got enough going on. Like the last thing you need is me right, bringing right. some extra stuff to you. So I feel like because. Because of having that in the back of my mind, there was a lot of stuff that I did. I just do good in school. As long as I do good in school, that's one yeah. less thing my mom got to worry about. Mm-hmm. I can finish, graduate, 
and then move on. You know what I mean? Like, yep. just yep. hit those those basic things that all parents pretty much want you to do. Stay out of trouble, go to school, do good at school, mm-hmm. graduate, go get a degree, you know? So, I did, I hit all those boxes, but then at the end of the day, I'm like, dang, like, there was no space for me to do anything else mm-hmm. but those things. Right, right. And, like, you just hit on something so <laughs> deep, like... I think it's important for us to not make sure our kids don't feel like they're burdens. Like, mm-hmm. I, I was the same way. I felt like nobody understands me, and I ain't about to complicate the situation. So, right. I'm going to just keep my feelings to myself. Yep. And that was not good. because <laughs> Right, okay? Because when you get older, you realize that there are so many behaviors that you have to learn to undo. Mm-hmm. Because that's how your mind how you your mind was set up as a kid like in realizing I really thought like you know I can't talk to my mom about this for one she not gonna listen she not gonna understand what I'm saying Mm -hmm. I don't want to even cause no problems like I was the problem child I'm gonna just let y'all know that right now (laughs) I was the problem child I was the one like I got in trouble in school. I, you know, my brother got in trouble in school, but it was, he's a boy. So, you know, it was a little different for me. Like, I went through that phase of acting out. Like, I was the dramatic one, quote unquote. I wasn't dramatic. I just had a lot of emotions. (laughs) But, you know, so I, I never wanted to be a burden. And I think it's important that we let our kids know and make them feel comfortable so that they don't feel like they're a burden when they have things that they need to bring to us. Like, mm-hmm. No, because, like, my mom literally, like, she didn't whoop us. She didn't. Like, we never. Granted, I, I try to stay out of the way most of the time. But, oh, so um, you was a goodie. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like, my family jokes about me being, like, the favorite child and stuff. And I'm like, really? I don't feel like I was. I think I was just a middle child, and so I kind of uh, got yeah. overlooked. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of like negatives that that I try to steer away from. Basically, I, I don't like work is last to me. Like yes. I, I call out in a quick heartbeat, and Josh always like try to clown me or with a joke on me about it. But I'm like, no, like I'll, I'll take up the whole day if Zara yeah. got a daughter's appointment mm-hmm. or if um, just anything. Like it, you sneeze, oh, okay, I'm staying. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm not gonna make it into that. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like and I my job knows that like at work they know like if something I'm I'm leaving early or I'm not coming in. That's like, important though. And I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of jobs aren't understanding of that, you know, mm-hmm. like they're not sensitive to that. Yeah. But I'm the same way. My kid always comes first. Yeah. Like when Zori, even when she was a baby, like if she was having a bad day of teething or whatever, I can't work today. I can't I can't work under the stress, okay? Yeah. Like my child's having a bad day. I'm having a bad day. Like yeah. I didn't get any sleep last night. Yeah. I can't work today. I'm sorry. Like yeah. I just can't give y'all my energy today. Like I think that's it's that's so important. And I feel like our parents work so hard to give us, you know, the material things and it's important to (laughs) Mm, girl it's not about that you know I'm learning now I'm realizing that because even when I was pregnant I felt like I need to buy this this and this for her like she has to have this crib Mm -hmm. she has to have this oh this is a bottle warmer oh this or that you know what Mm -hmm. all that stuff is nice I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that but looking at it now that time is what's important. Yeah. That building that bond and that relationship, you know. Mm-hmm. I try to make sure Zori, even now, like she's two, but I, I hope that she understands that 
mommy's here to listen. You know, mm-hmm. I'm always here to listen. Mm-hmm. And my mom, like, we've gotten close now that I'm older, but we went through a freight phase where we just did not get along. We just didn't see eye to eye on anything. We didn't get along and we didn't know how to communicate. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the biggest struggles that I should have mentioned that was I felt like she didn't know how to communicate to me and I didn't know how to communicate to her. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it was just a lot of gray areas with us and we just kind of left them alone or otherwise we would be ready to fight. Yeah. So we've definitely gotten close now that I'm older, but I'm hoping that with my daughter that I always have that open door. I hate saying open door. It makes it sound like work. But, you know, I hope that she always feels like she can come to me with yeah, anything, yeah. you know. And I don't care what it is, girl. Like, I don't care how messy. I don't care the drama. I don't care what you mm-hmm. made a mistake about. Like, mm-hmm. tell me. Talk to me about it. Like, I'm in your corner. I know that's easier said than done. Like, yeah. I know. Like, still tell me that to this day. Like, Call me if you need something. But you know, some things you're not calling her. Yeah, it's just just because that's why I think it's so important from like birth to like say that. Because it's like now we can't go backwards. It's just like Mm -hmm. if I already knew this was something that we would have talked about a couple years ago, I would have got this reaction. It's kind of in the back of my mind. I'm replaying like, "Uh, I'm still Mm -hmm. not going to test that water like type of thing. So I think that. Uh, and my mom wasn't, she was more, it wasn't that we couldn't communicate. She was more of like, she's really into church. So it was kind of like, pray about it, you know, yeah. go go to church. We gonna, like, She like bombarded us with church, Bible mm-hmm. study, uh, revivals, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, vacation Bible school. Like we were in there, everything. So it was kind of like. The, I was the same way. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, I appreciate church, but it's just like, that's not the answer to like. You still have to foster that relationship. Like, Mm -hmm. you can go sit in a church and not receive anything, you know. And I think the older generation maybe didn't necessarily realize that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like now, because mental health and everything is becoming more of a a topic that is easily talked about. Like, I think we're realizing that, you know, you can grow up in a nice house. That doesn't mean that you had a good upbringing. Like, you know, like, you can have all the materialistic things. It doesn't mean emotionally you were fed what you needed to be fed. Mm -hmm. And I know it's it's all in a learning process. Like, nobody has all the answers. Mm -hmm. Like, we we all figuring it out. Look, I'm figuring it out as I go even right now. So I know, like, my mom probably went through the same thing of learning as you go. Because some things you can't prepare for. Like, Mm -hmm. You, you can you can have a plan, but, you know, you don't really know until you're going through that. So, look at me playing devil's advocate. <laughs> my mom is a sweetheart. She really is a sweetheart. And every, anybody would tell you my mom is the sweetest person, and she really is. Like, yeah. my mom has a good heart. But I grew up with my mom. So, like, as she was becoming this person, she was raising me. So, right. it's like I laugh when people are like, what? Your mom is so nice. I'm like, yeah. She's yeah. nice, but and I, I knew the other one. Like, <laughs> and that's how I feel. Our kids are gonna be like with it. Like, I feel like I and I don't want it to be nowhere near. It's like I want it to get better as mm-hmm. time goes. But I feel like there are some things that like like even how my mom used to be like the helicopter mom. Like, I feel like at the beginning I was like that was Zara. Like, uh-huh. you know what I mean. So yeah. then I realized like, oh, I'm doing the same thing. Explain that. the helicopter mom for people that don't know. <laughs> Basically, like you gotta be you're you're hovering over your child twenty four seven. Like, you know, even like when I went to cop, like when I was a kid, it was like being 
being like even though she's at work it's just like she's on the phone texting uh-huh. like we can't go in your to head people. yeah <laughs> she's there yeah you can we can't go to people's houses like that mm-hmm. or you just can't do you know if if i went somewhere my me and my sister are a year and some change apart but it had to be both of us because she knew that she would get the story from but like you know yeah. she just had to they kind of hover mm-hmm. and i like didn't do a lot of things because of my mom's own anxiety and mm-hmm. fear like simple stuff like learning how to swim just like um, going like even when I was in college, she called me. You know, as soon as I get up, before I go to bed, she had talked. She didn't talk yeah. to me. There's like 25 people calling me trying to figure out if I'm in my right. room. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> are you alive? Are yeah. you okay? I'm like, Mom, I was just asleep. Like, she don't call my roommate. You know, right? So it's kind of like just being basically mm-hmm. hovering over your child 24 seven. So I was like that with Zara. Like, I went. I didn't want her to go. Like, to the part, it was just, like, she, I would be, like, hovering over her, like, not want her to explore mm-hmm. and stuff. And I'm like, no, I can't do that. I don't think it's important to realize that that behavior, it comes from something within you. Right. It's not anything your child did. Yeah. Like, they didn't, I mean, of course, you worry about your child, but, like, they didn't do anything yeah. to make you hover over <laughs> no. them. Like, it was, it's literally you. Yeah. And, I've, I mean, I've had moments like that, too, where I just want to, like, keep Zori to myself. Not so much now, cause I be needing a break. But mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like I, I, I've had moments like that as well. I think with Zori, like I, I like to give her her space to be autonomous. Mm-hmm. Now I still believe in discipline. Now some yeah. some things we just ain't gonna tolerate. But yeah. I think it's important to give them that space to, to. Tr- not I don't want to say try those behaviors, cause some things you don't want them to try, but they need to know that. There are boundaries, but there's enough room for them to experience life and mm-hmm. be themselves. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I had a lot of boundaries growing up, and I went through, and that could have just been part of the teenage phase as well, but I went through a phase of like trying to defy every boundary. Mm-hmm. But I think it, now looking back, I think it more so had to do with the fact that I didn't necessarily feel like I had that growing up as a younger child. Mm-hmm. So as I got older, I felt like, oh, I can do this and I can try this. And, and you know, it's because I, not that I didn't have healthy boundaries, but I also don't feel like I had enough space to explore me and mm-hmm. figure out who I am and what I like to do and what makes me happy because I was trying to fit, you know, these expectations mm-hmm. that my parents had set for me and not yeah. realizing that it's okay to set your own expectations, you know, or maybe you don't agree with those expectations. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting as Zora gets older and yeah. <laughs> I see how our relationship changes and, you know, how we encounter issues together because mm-hmm. I'm say together, so yeah, sips wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think um, yeah, it's just it's just an ongoing process, you know, like you said, and it, it will be interesting. Is has there been something now, like since becoming a mom, that you and your mom have like seen so differently that has been like a uh yeah everything. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We um uh, we do bump heads on some things like um when it comes to talking about like vaccines mm-hmm. or um you know my mom is really like by the book mm-hmm. and I'm not by the book mm-hmm. necessarily um 
you know, doctor's appointments and stuff. Like, yeah, no, I think those are important. But my mom is like, when are you going to schedule her two-year appointment? When are you going to schedule, you know, yeah, you need to make sure she goes to the doctor. And I'm like, mom, she's fine. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't have any concerns. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, of course I'm going to take her because, you know, you still want to take them, make sure their weight and everything is on track, blah, blah, blah. I know her weight is on track because she's heavy. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm like, yeah, mom, I'm going to do it. You know, like, it's just... She's so by the book sometimes, and I'm not by the book mm-hmm. now. So it's like we we tend to bump heads sometimes because, you know, she gives me her opinion, and I say thank you and no thank mm-hmm. you, you know. Um, what about you? I think because my mom didn't rely on my dad a lot, we bump heads about, like, the the things that I allowed, like, Josh to Take, take that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one right there. <laughs> like, sis, I'm not going through that. Like, either you, we gonna do this together, or we not. Right, you know what I mean? right. So, and you I know, that's like, I feel like that is such a good point because, like, my household was different. Like, I had both parents, mm-hmm. so my mom is always like, "Well, he should do blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. He can do da da da." And I'm yeah. like, "Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. but like, I also want him to do what he feels comfortable right, with, you know." Right. So like, we. We don't necessarily bump heads because I think that there's a uh, an understanding, a, a mm-hmm. respect there. And I think because I did grow up in a two-parent home, like, she kind of, like, backs off when it comes to our relationship, well, mm-hmm. me and Zora's dad's relationship. Like, she she doesn't she doesn't ever get overly involved. And versus, like, obviously, if your mom was raising you all as a single mom, yeah, her opinion is going to yeah. be a little different, you know. She'd be probably she's like, so girl, do it yourself. With, yeah, she's just like, um... <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. It's just like, it's not where she's like, she disagrees, but it's like she always has to double check. Like, you know, um, I don't know. Like, it, it, it could be little stuff. Like, you know, yeah, I'm going out to have a day to myself and the, the girls will be with Josh. But what are they going to do? You don't think that's too long? Can he handle this that long? <laughs> He's their dad. Like, just right. because our dad. Right, do that with us. Doesn't mean mean that that. some dads do. Like (laughs) some dads are great dads. Like yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I definitely I understand that completely. So Um, I have to like make her aware of her own like your own trauma from your own right ringing up how that's trying to lean over into my life. And let's talk about how like because I feel like the older generation is always like, well, it worked for us and look how well we turned out. And I'm like. I mean, just because you survived, it doesn't mean that it worked. Like, you know, I think that's so important is realizing that everything, the same way that you, the same behaviors and practices don't work with everybody, Mm -hmm. you know, and you, you know, your child, like, yeah, you could beat me and I would learn my lesson, but my child may Mm -hmm. not Mm -mm. take that as well. You know, that might really be traumatic for them. Mm -hmm. Probably low key traumatic for me too. (laughs) But, you know, my child, that might really be, like, traumatic. And then I always think, like, I don't want this one situation to ruin our relationship. Like, I'm that mom that I'm like, okay, I yelled at Zori. That was really mean of me. Like, Mm -hmm. let me go back and let her know, like, I'm not really mad at you. Mm -hmm. Like, I just had a moment, you know, because I feel like my parents didn't always do that. They didn't always apologize. Yeah. I'm going to say it. Yeah. (laughs) They didn't always apologize when I felt like it was necessary. And I may not have realized it as a child, but as an adult, I realized that was wrong how you handled that. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm still a human. I still have feelings. Mm -hmm. Like, you didn't even give me space enough to to feel 
any type of way about the situation because you automatically like discipline me, mm-hmm. scolded me, punished me. This is what we're doing. Go to your room by like, you know, so I'm I'm always conscious, even though she's too, you know, I'm like, OK, Shanice, that was really mean. Like you just had a really mean moment. Like mm-hmm. go go fix that. You know, yeah. so I think recognizing that is so important in this day and age is realizing that mm-hmm. we shouldn't allow our traumas and what may have kind of screwed us up to impact how we raise our kids yeah does your mom react to zuri the same way like the same hell no okay (laughs) okay because my mom is like so like emotionally connected to my kids she was not like that with me like if I yell, like, if she hear me, like, say I'm on, usually I FaceTime her at the end of the night when I'm doing their bath time. So, it's hectic because I'm trying to give her her time, but I'm trying to get them in the bathtub at the mm-hmm. same time. And so, it'll be like, yeah, mom, here, I'm listening. Zuri, I mean, not Zuri, <laughs> Zara, sit down, you know, just yell. And she's mm-hmm. like, Courtney, stop yelling at girl. me. Like, you make it, come here, Zara, da, 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 da. And I'm like, girl, you was not I don't know there. what the change is when they become grandparents, <laughs> but my mom is the same way. Zori, just literally yesterday, Zori was fussing. Mm-hmm. She's having one of her moments. She's throwing a tantrum. And Zori is very dramatic over top. You know, because yes. her and Zara are so similar. Yes. And she's like on the floor, I mean, screaming, like mm-hmm. laid out, like, ah! mm-hmm. and my mom's like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with her? And I'm like, she's just having a moment. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm so used, used to, to it. it. And I'm like, she all right. Yeah. And she's like, Shanice, you know, I don't like hearing her cry. You know, what's wrong with her? Well, what, try, try to see what's wrong. I'm like, mom, I do this every day. I promise you, she's having a moment. There's yeah. nothing wrong with her. Yeah. She's healthy. She ate. Like, yeah. she is literally upset, and I'm letting her have her moment because I'm not going to let her push me to the mm-hmm. point where I have to beat her. So I'm just letting her have her little moment. Yeah. You know, I, I can call you back when she's done. You know, yeah. my mom's like, oh. Zuri, what's so wrong? Right, girl, like, about to come through the phone. I mean, she's like, Zuri, what's wrong? Come on, get up, get up. Talk what's wrong? Man, I'm like, you, don't, you can't even see her, and you're trying to coach her through, like. But, no, it's it's such a difference, like. <laughs> I wonder if that's because now they realize, like, since things have changed, and, of course, they've lived through the generations of, you know, what they how they were brought up, what they use, and maybe if they're trying to. I don't know. I think it's a little bit of everything. I think, for one, I think that they just have a soft spot because that's their grandchild. Okay. I think for two, I think it is some of them maybe realizing what they didn't do and them doing. You know, like maybe they're more mindful of Mm -hmm. this is a little person and they have feelings. Mm -hmm. And I don't... I don't know. I feel like when they raised us, maybe it was just a job. You know, like maybe it was just... Because that's your yeah. own child right there every yeah. day. And you're like, look, we got to survive. We got to yeah. make it. We got to, I got to make sure you got the basics and I give you what extra time I got, mm-hmm. you know? And I think with grandkids, they have a little bit more flexibility. You know, yeah. they have that break to think and process things. Whereas with us, they didn't crazy. have that. It yeah. was just like, oh, you screwed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm about <laughs> to beat you. Like, you know, and with yeah. grandkids, it's like, well, well, maybe I was thinking about it, you know, because yeah. that's my mom. She's like, well, you know, I was thinking blah, 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 probably yeah. affects blah, blah. I'm like, well, yeah. why didn't you do that with me? Yeah. Like, yeah. but I think I it's because they have more flexibility to be able to process things and think about things. And it's just a soft spot. I yeah. Because yeah. my dad lets Zori, I mean, 
we could not touch the walls. Like, we could not mess up the house. Like, mm-hmm. they had, my parents had strict rules. You do not mess up things. You value things. You don't mess them up. Mm-hmm. And Zori will go destroy their house, and they don't say nothing. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, so you, you just going to let her touch the wall right on the wall? I couldn't do that. Yeah. Like, Zori could literally stand on their dining room table and perform, and they would just clap. And I'm just like... <laughs> I could never do that. (laughs) Right. Am I in the right house? (laughs) But yeah, I think it's just different. And I I don't think we'll really understand it till we have. Whoa. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to say that for later because I ain't even ready to think about that yet. I can't even fathom that. Like, I can't even see Zori as a teenager. So I can't can't fathom that right now. I know. Yeah, I think it's one of those things, like, you don't really understand it unless you've experienced it. So, mm-hmm. I'm going to let them, I let them slide, you know. Yeah. But sometimes I call them out. <laughs> I just let mom, she's fine. Right. She's like, come tell the Nana, listen to Nana, baby. What's, what's wrong? Tell Nana what Oh, I'm no. Big. See, it's the Al's mom, her other grandmother is worse than my mom. Really? She is, like, Zori can do no wrong. <laughs> Zori can go to her crying and she's gonna get her a snack and calm her down and and Zori knows that and I laugh because they just cater into her so much and I laugh because I'm just like she playing y'all you know but I'm also thankful that you know she has that support and that relationship with them yeah but yeah it's it's definitely a difference (laughs) so outside of your mom do you feel like you had that that person that you could go to to be like that too Mm, not really honestly mm-hmm. growing up not like going through like preteen and teenage I didn't mm-hmm. I really felt like I was alone mm-hmm. um and I didn't realize that that wasn't healthy I mean mm-hmm. now that I'm older I realize it and I realize how important healthy relationships are mm-hmm. but I mean you know you don't know that when yeah. you're a child like yeah you definitely don't. you adapt to your situation and mm-hmm. that's what it is but like looking back now I didn't, because I didn't mm-hmm. feel like I could go to my mom. I definitely wasn't going to my dad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, he wasn't going to understand. Now, I, my sister, which she's, well, she she's passed away now, but she's more like my god sister. Now, I would go to her about everything. Like, mm-hmm. she looked out for me. I would talk to her about everything. But, you know, she wasn't, she wasn't that much older than me. Yeah. So, uh, her advice probably wasn't always the best advice. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I definitely, like, I think about that now. Like, as Zori grows up, if it's not me, who will it be? You mm-hmm. know, like, I think it's important if you have family members who your child really is close with. Like, let them foster that relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, you just never know. And it's important for them to feel like they have somebody. Mm-hmm. And it may be a grandparent. I mean, now, I did used to call my grandma about everything. Oh, really? Okay. But she was in a different state. So, it was kind of like, you know, she could only intervene so much. Mm-hmm. And because her and my mom were literally the same person, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, same. it was hard for them to communicate with each other. Again, that's that generational, mm-hmm. you know, those generational behaviors and curses and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I think it was sometimes hard hard for them to communicate my grandmother was strong you know she was like I'm do what I gotta do mm-hmm. she had five kids she's never married mm-hmm. and I mean I believe she was proposed to but she was like uh, no I'm gonna do I can handle this I'm gonna do what I do you know strong black woman mm-hmm. I got this and sometimes it's not healthy you know yeah. to take on that outlook I feel like my mom took that on but she got married so she kind of understood a different aspect also mm-hmm. um and then you have me and I'm trying to figure it all out you know right. i'm trying to where figure out where in this day and age in 2020 
where is that strong what is a strong black woman in 2020 because i don't even that's a whole nother topic Ooh. girl that's a whole yeah, yeah. Topic. but i feel like it's different like i don't feel like a strong black woman in 2020 is the same strong black woman from 1960 yeah. or you know 1930s or yeah. whatever so mm-hmm. yeah i agree it's it's important to have that person do you feel like you had that person no uh, i don't that's what i was kind of segue kind of to i guess i don't know if it's gonna be our closing or whatever but just like, making sure your child does have that person. Even, I mean, therapy, kids can get therapy at the age of, like, one, two, yep. three. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. even though it's not them sitting down, like, girl, tell me how you feel. Mm-hmm. But, you know, finding the resources or even if it's just them getting into sports, you know, mm-hmm. like, having some type of, something to put their energy into. I know I didn't have that as a kid. I think my mom probably just didn't have time and the energy to take us, you know, to that stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just finding, letting them find that outlet even because even if it's them learning how to draw and like putting it into art or yeah um i was just trying to think of ways you know that to kind of help your kids develop that relationship right. and make it easier for them to communicate because even if they can't communicate to you you know at least they're processing it somehow and then when they're able to have those right. conversations they can no i think that's a really good point mm-hmm. um Wow. Yeah, that's that's so it's so important for kids to have that. And I think I feel like the older generation maybe didn't I don't know if they didn't realize it or they just didn't have time to realize it. But Mm -hmm. it's so important for them to have those outlets. Like, Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to recognize that if your child is displaying a a behavior that concerns you, Mm -hmm. find out why. Get to the root of why they are acting that way. Mm -hmm. They're not just bad. Like. They're not just, you know, they, it could be a number of things. They could literally have a learning disability. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I just think that so many times people write their kids off as like, oh, they're bad or they're just this or they, you know, they act Adam up like in school. Right, right. Oh, yes, that one, girl. <laughs> you did the same thing. Right, well, exactly. That? <laughs> exactly. Like, I think it's so important to recognize behavior. If their behavior concerns you, get to the root of what's causing right. it. Because you, and, and children, like, they can't especially younger ones, they can't necessarily express themselves. So mm-hmm. they may do something and it might piss you off, but why are they doing that? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that's the only way they know how to release whatever they're feeling or mm-hmm. that's their reaction to whatever situation is going on. Because kids, they feel a lot more than we think that they oh, feel, definitely. you know. So I think that that's, I would have to say that's one of the biggest generational differences I feel like is, because we're more mindful of mental health and cause and effect of behavior, mm-hmm. like it's so important to get to the root cause of why, you know, why is your child acting out in school? Why are why do they get upset when you talk about a certain topic or, mm-hmm. you know, like I just think there's always a reason for your behavior. So yeah. it's important to recognize that. So yeah, just take the time and love on your babies and give yeah. them space to be their creative selves. Mm-hmm. Set boundaries, of course, you know. I feel like you still need boundaries, but... Yeah. And I want... Just to clarify, like, when we say setting boundaries, in my mind, and you, you can... You know, if you think something differently, in mm-hmm. my mind, setting boundaries is maybe um, having a certain day. Like, I know we we work and we still have our lives maintained. So, I know Monday through Friday, I, Zara and Journey, I can't let y'all do everything y'all want to do. You know what I mean? But I try to, like, find a day, like, uh, during the week. Like, okay, Wednesday is going to be fun day. Like, 
I'm not. I'm gonna put my phone down, mm-hmm. and we are gonna paint, or we going to go outside for a little while, or yep. we whatever. Just letting them know. And Zara will ask me like, "Is it Wednesday yet?" or whatever. <laughs> like, you know what I mean. <laughs> so like, just reminding her. And even when she comes to me like on a Monday or something, like, "Mommy," I said, "No, we can wait to do that on Wednesday." Letting her know like, I still want you to do whatever it is right, you want to do, right. and we're gonna do it. But it has to fit into a schedule right and i think that's that helps them even when they start school like you know every hour is not recess they have to wait for recess you know what i mean so it's kind of like we have to do x y z before we can do that Mm -hmm. and to like in talking about boundaries i think it's important to explain those boundaries to your kids like a lot of the older generation was do as I say and not Mm -hmm. as I do, you know, just do what I say, just listen and do what I say. But, Mm -hmm. and there was no room for explanation or, you know, why do I have to do this? And I think it's important to explain that. Like, Zora's too, and I still, like, I know she doesn't necessarily understand everything, mm-hmm. but I explained to her, like, no, Zori, you can't jump off the couch because you're going to break your arm. Like, right. you know, I mean, that was a gen- that was a really easy example, but, but yeah. you know, I still try to explain to her, like, no, Zori, you can't do this, or you can't go here, mm-hmm. or, you know, you need to wait. Like, when we go outside, don't run away from mommy, mm-hmm. you know? I don't want you to hurt yourself. Like, watch out for cars. Right, yeah. and I think it's important to have that communication. It's not just don't do this because I said so. Like, mm-hmm. But kids going to be rebellious. Like, you yeah, know what I mean? yeah I, they no, are. No, I'm not saying that. To, I'm saying that like because if we don't explain it, they're natural. <laughs> right, it's, I'm going to do it. <laughs> right, You know, so I think giving them the reason, like you said, helps yep. them know. It's not no forever, but no, this isn't a good we can't walk right now because cars are coming. Right. Or, like, we're not in a safe place for you to run right mm-hmm. now. Or mm-hmm. we jump outside or whatever. You know, just like... I like used to hate that because I said so. Ooh, oh, girl. Ooh, I hated that. And and that's not to say that I, that we won't still use that yeah. sometimes. Because sometimes you do have to tell your kid, like, look, I said do this. Like, yeah. you're not listening. Yeah. Don't matter what I say because you're going to try to be rebellious. Just mm-hmm. do what I say. But mm-hmm. I think it's important to explain to them, like, why you're saying what you say. Mm-hmm. It may take it and leave it. I don't know. But mm-hmm. I just, I never like that do as I say. Just because I said so. Mm-hmm. Okay. You don't give me any room to, like, yeah. c- communicate or understand. Like, why do you want me to go to this school? Because mm-hmm. cause it's a good school. I, I said so. You're going there. Mm-hmm. No. Like, why? Really? Let's well, let's talk about this. Because maybe I it may not be a good school. For, you know, like. Yeah. What's your definition? I think it's good, important yeah. to leave room for that communication there. So. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I have enjoyed talking about this topic more than I planned. Because at first I was kind of like, oh, this is going to bring up some childhood shit I'm going to talk about. <laughs> it's good to talk about it, though. Yeah, like, it is. I mean, me, I'm a clown. So I yeah. have to, I find a way to laugh at, yeah. at pain and trauma, which is not always good. But I think it's good to talk about things, yeah. you know, like. Yeah, you're going to have moments where it make you want to cry yeah. or something's going to trigger you, and that's okay. Right. But, you know, I've learned to, like, laugh. Like, even with my mom and our relationship, we, I try to find a way to, like, we try to jokingly mm. address those things, you mm. know, like, yeah, we couldn't stand each other. <laughs> but, no, really, we could not stand each other, you know. But thank God we came a long way, girl. Yeah, girl, because I was ready to fight you, you know, like. It, you have to you have to talk about those things and release those things. So I think that's good. So mommies, you know, I hope that this topic, you know, I'm sure it resonated with a lot of you. And I hope that you took away some good things. And I hope it pushes you to 
do some self-help and, mm-hmm. you know, really loving on yourself and figuring out why you're the parent that you are today. And hopefully it motivates you to be an even better parent. Mm-hmm. Just make sure you're following us, like, share our posts. Um, as soon as the episode releases, please share it, like it, comment, give us feedback on, you know, um, the topic. And just remember, mommies, keep, keep it, it in motion. motion.